Hey, everybody. We have another episode of Real Chills for you today. I loved it. I felt like I learned so much about my co-host, Alyssa. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. <laughs> we had my friend from my Pittsburgh roller derby days mm-hmm. on Dave Stewart to talk about just all kinds of stuff. He was great. He is like a man of many talents. He DJs. He's a comic. He was in a band. Like, what can't he do? <laughs> he was a roller derby referee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was really impressed. It was a really fun time for sure. His stories are wild too. They span the gamut. We have a cryptid story. We have a ghost story. We have a possible doppelganger story. Yeah, this truly is a podcast for for every everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So enjoy. Yeah, let's get into it. Listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. All right, I'm done. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, let's just get into it. This is Real Chills. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Meg. <laughs> and we are pumped to be here this week. We have our guest, Dave Stewart, uh, one of my friends from Pittsburgh, which we'll talk about for sure. He is a stand-up comic. He produces the comedy show Real Pittsburgh Stories, which has been going on for the last four years and sounds like a great freaking time and uh, is a DJ. And we love him. And we're so excited that he's here. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Hey, guys, how are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Heck yeah. This is this is like such a good time because just like some backstory, and I know I told you a little about, about this, Meg. I was just like, I was like, who's the person that I know that's funny who might have a good story? <laughs> and of course, Dave came through, like for sure. <laughs> in fact, it's in fact, it's a real Pittsburgh story. Which is even Ooh, better. Perfect. <laughs> so listeners might not know this. I lived in Pittsburgh for almost 10 years. Um, where you and I had met back in the day. And I just am so excited to hear stories about places in Pittsburgh because we talk a lot about, you know, anywhere where our guests are from. And since we're Philly based, we hear a lot of like Philly Jersey stories. So excited sure. to hear a Yinzer spooky story. Sort <laughs> of thing, yeah. Before we get started, Dave, we always ask this guest, our guests this question, which is what is your opinion of the paranormal? Are you like all in? Are you a skeptic? Like where do you land like on that scale? Oh, sure. Um, so the thing is that like, I am not religious. I wasn't raised mm-hmm. uh, with religion in any way. So I don't really have a, you know, I have my, obviously my thoughts and opinions and stuff. But I don't have, you know, any kind of like staunch belief as far as the afterlife mm-hmm. or anything. I'm very open to any ideas. And uh, so I'm very open to the idea of there being an afterlife or there being something else, but I am not convinced by those ideas so far, you know? Yeah, um, totally. You know, but um, I would say, so I, I think that like most paranormal occurrences can be explained by some kind of science. Mm-hmm, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, like, for example, I actually think that like when you, when you see, when someone says, I saw a ghost, Okay. Like, you know, they're in Gettysburg out by you guys and they see a ghost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think that what they're seeing is like the spirit of this dead soldier. 
I think what you're seeing is like a blip in time. Ooh, yep. Uh, I think I think what you're seeing is that soldier in real time. Whoa. Walking down <laughs> the street. Right. And he thinks he's just walking through, but you're you can see a little blip of him. Yeah. That's what I think that is. You know what I mean? I think that's like. So I think most things can be explained rationally. Mm. Yo, what mm-hmm. if we're appearing as ghosts to these? Oh, I'd be so hype. <laughs> to other people at other times. Like, they're like, yo, who is that creep who was just staring? At <laughs> it's me in the parking lot holding an ice cream in Gettysburg. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just me, like, like sweaty, eating nachos, watching Doug on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're like, I hear this like sound, this like grunting, like demon sound. And you're like, no, nah, it's just me eating. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just what I sound like. I'm sorry if it's scary. <laughs> right. And you're like, hey, you guys, I'm just eating a haggy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine in the future, like the places that will be haunted that used to be former Wawa's and Sheets like that. Oh, those just have <laughs> negative energy. There's no way that there's not trauma that has been there that has imprinted into the fabric of time. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey, go get me a head, get the Wawa. <laughs> give me a bottle. Of, give me a bottle of water and some water ice. <laughs> Go Eagles! Oh, Alyssa, Alyssa, can you do the, the um, Pittsburgh accent? Can you do it? Oh fuck! It's been so long. Um, because now it's been—I've almost been married, almost ten years, and then I've so it's been like almost a decade that I've been out of Pittsburgh now. So let me think. Um, Yin's going downtown. Uh, no, I can't do it. That's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, he tried. I can't. I'm trying to think of like what you're right, even right. say. Like Yin's going downtown to get some Joeyos. It sounds to me like the Philly accent with different slang. That's what it sounds like to me. It all mm. sounds like marble mouth. The Pittsburgh accent is, um, I would say, a, a, it's a little more akin to like Baltimore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mean, because we both say iron mm-hmm. instead of iron. Yeah. So like, right. so, so for the for the listeners who aren't familiar with Pittsburgh, um, when you do the accent, people think you're fucking with them all the time. It sounds made <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. So like, just very quickly, I'll just do like little you know, things. So like, instead of instead of saying like, do you guys want to go downtown to the Steeler game and then go get a sandwich? What I would say is, the Yings want to go downtown to the Steeler game and get a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Stillers versus Eagles. It sounds oh, yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It sounds the same to me, honestly. <laughs> Just with different words, but I know that there are subtle differences. But people talk sure. about like, I mean, this is totally on another topic. But if you want to talk about ghosts of the English language, Pittsburghese like is studied yeah. as like wow. a linguistic yeah. thing. Um, and it's, there's it's always also, also it's it's really based in in Scottish, specifically Edinburgh, Scotland. So the I thought it was based is, in um, German. That's super interesting. Not German, well, Polish. The the, the Yins is mm-hmm. is specifically Scottish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah, I t- I took a, a a class up at up at the Rock that was um, the development of the English language, and that part of our thing was Pittsburghese. Nice. I just love that um, Pittsburghese has like the true uh, inclusive gender neutral like term of endearment, which is yins. Because in Philly, it's you guys, which (laughs) is super gendered. But like yins is so inclusive because it comes from you ins, right? Like you all or you ins. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, we also have (laughs) dude. Everyone's just (laughs) dude. Yeah. 
okay, like a real Pittsburgh sentence that people will say, and it makes sense, is like, oh, fuck, dude, shit, you kidding me, dude? Fuck. Like that's yeah. like a- <laughs> you and like that you know that multitudes have happened in that sentence. <laughs> I'm here yeah. for it. I'm so here for it. Um, speaking of being here uh, for it, though, you have a story. You have several little like you yeah. have oh, yeah. things you have guys, to share. I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so excited it. to be talking to you guys. No, <laughs> I mean we're pumped, but like we want to make sure that um we give your story the space. Also, the fact that I said that um it that pittsburghese and like the way philly speak works is the same like people are definitely like screaming at their phones <laughs> and their podcast yeah. apps at me so that's oh, fine sure. controversial uh, opinion okay. so i have two short stories that i think are just different so i have one that involves i guess like a cryptid and then one that involves ghosts yeah okay. you have the All span right. we're here for it so excited sure. all right let's do it so I played in a band called Talk About It, like I mentioned earlier, in 2009 to 2011. And in 2009, I was still living at home in Neshona Heights, okay? Mm-hmm. And we had a show at the Garfield Artworks uh, in Garfield here in Pittsburgh. So you know, the show went on until like, you know, 10, 10.30. So by the time show is over, you kind of talk to people a little bit, you chat a little bit, say your goodbyes, load up your car, you know, it's like 1130 at the time I'm really heading home, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I am on Route 28 um, North and I am just passing the Pittsburgh Mills. All right. So it's like there's Cheswick. The next exit is Pittsburgh Mills, which is that mall that totally failed and died. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is uh, uh, Creighton exit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just passing the Pittsburgh Mills. And when I do, something runs in front of my car. It, uh-huh. runs, it, ran, it ran on all fours. And it was big, like bigger than a dog. Like, not like tall and skinny, like a Great Dane, but like a big animal, like a big furry animal. Uh-huh. And something that was very shocking was that it like the, it's fur kind of like was shiny against my headlights. Mm-hmm. So like it was a little reflective. So like it was noticeably like a gray silvery color mm-hmm. and its hair was shaggy, like thick and shaggy. And it kind of, um, it wasn't running like a sprint, you know, it was running like a weird, like a, um, like a trot or like a gallop, hmm. but it didn't have hooves. It definitely had like um, like furry feet, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like paws. It's head. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> furry feet. Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> like human feet with fur. <laughs> I spent forty grand on an English degree. Furry feet. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so it, it ran, and its head looked kind of you know how like when like a when there was like a big dog and they have like the jowls you can you can kind of see like their teeth mm-hmm. up and down you know what I mean their mouth is kind of like droopy yeah it was like it was like that it had a real big head and a big long big mouth and I could like see like teeth you know and then hmm. it looked super haggard and it just like ran in front of my car and then like I don't know where it went to be honest with you because there was really nowhere to go on the other side and then like down the embankment mm-hmm. I saw it 
And the image I saw just burned into my head. Like, I'll never forget it. But I feel like it was so odd. I can't really convey really what I saw because it was so unusual. Um, huh. The only thing I think of is maybe someone's like big dog got out or it was like maybe like a sick or old black bear. But like, it was kind of leggy. You know, it, was, it wasn't like, you know, I, I spent five years at the Pittsburgh Zoo um, and I'm all animal nerdy and stuff. Oh, I worked there. Not like I just went and stayed for five years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a membership but, um, for five years. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just hung out. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, even like the biggest male black bear at their shoulder isn't that high. And right. this had like, this had almost like a hump in its back. Like almost, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you almost like, you think almost like a, like a big mountain goat or something, or like a, a like a yak or yeah. something. But it was, you know, and it was just so weird. I'll never forget it. It was so strange. Huh. Hmm. We have to talk about that for sure. But I want to hear your other stories. Yeah. We are going <laughs> to ask questions. Okay. So I live with my wife in Troy Hill. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were date, so we live in a house that my wife lived in when we were dating. All right. I just mm-hmm. moved my stuff. <laughs> I, I moved in so the way that the front of our house is kind of built is that you know like a pittsburgh house there was just like a couple little steps and a very small porch and then there was the front door and then there was like two windows on the door mm-hmm. and there was an awning above and i'm i'm tall i'm like six foot tall so i can see through that window is it like row homey over i can't remember troy hill exactly or is it like standalone ours is standalone Okay. We do have our house in the neighborhood, but ours stand alone. Okay. Um, but it's like that style of neighborhood where it's like a yeah, mix of yeah, like, yeah, okay. Totally, yeah, totally. Honestly, it looks like, um, have you ever been in like, like the only section of like, of Philly? That's how it mm-hmm. looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So when you are looking through that window, you can see up the stairs and you actually can see our bathroom, which I've told my wife more than once, babe, when you're nude in the bathroom, I can see you through the window. <laughs> like, work um, on that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Get a curtain. Um, yeah. So, so it's like you look through the door to the right is like our family room, and through there is a the kitchen, mm-hmm. or you can go right up the stairs. There's a bathroom and there's a hallway. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So there is one light that's in the hallway upstairs, and there's another light that's in the stairwell. All right. Mm-hmm. And I went to pick her up for a date and it was like, like not quite dusk, but getting there. It was like late in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And the hallway light was on. So there was a light coming, kind of coming a little down the stairs. Okay. okay? So she had a roommate at the time uh, who kind of came in and out. She was kind of a weird lady. So she kind of came in and out. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't see her very often, but, you know, so, so, she, so she did have a roommate and obviously, you know, my wife knew I was coming. Um, so I go, I knock and I, I swear I hear like a coming or like, Hey, mm-hmm. and then I see like the shape of a woman walk down the stairs. Wow. So I figure, okay, they'll, she'll let me in. Nothing happens. Okay. And it's like, I totally see like a silhouette of like 
kind of like a small, thin person. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, my wife, my wife's five foot two. So mm-hmm. I see like a small woman with like her hair in a bun, mm-hmm. but just the outline, the silhouette come down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, you know, door isn't open. So I knock again. That's when I hear my wife's voice go, come babe. And then she comes out and lets me in. And I just say, did you just come downstairs? She went, yeah. And I go, is your roommate home? She goes, no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, what's wrong? I'm like, well, I just saw someone come downstairs. Mm-hmm. And she went, nope, it's just me. I'm like, are you? Come on, man. And she was like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm the only one hit home. And I was like, all right. She went, what did you see? And I told her and she was like, oh, man. That's kind of, that's spooky, but <laughs> you know, I, I and actually like a couple of days before that, when I was over this, this house, I was going down those stairs and I heard someone say like I heard someone's voice from downstairs like say something to me like you know like hey Dave or something and oh there was no one there it was just you know mm. so that was a little spooky. It was the voice of love calling you forth, trying to kick this roommate out. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, he was one of those roommates who just kind of like left her stuff here. It was really strange. So we have just put it on the curb. We were just like, listen, like it was, we had it in here for like over a month. And then we were just like, listen, we're putting your shit in the curb. So come get in or don't, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, uh and then if you if we have time i do have what i consider like my best spooky story if it's okay of course oh no we should just totally cut out the part where we're like (laughs) i have my best story now we're like no we have no time okay Um, (laughs) i'm ribbing you no i want to hear the story we don't want your best story (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) um so this is the one that like seriously gets people chills it gives me chills even you know you know so when i was about two years old my mom moved us to Toronto. Okay. So where I grew up, the area is like, is uh, Toronto borough and Brackenridge borough, Harrison Township, which is Natrona and Natrona Heights and Fawn Township. It's kind of considered that area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Toronto and we were living in the first floor of a three unit house. It was a real big house. So each floor was its own unit. All right. So mm-hmm. first floor was my was my mom and I. Second floor was uh, my mom's friend who they were still friends with this day and her two children. The third floor was empty at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we move in and first night, you know, I'm a baby. So it's like seven o'clock. My mom gives me a bath, gets me dressed, puts me to bed. She watches some TV for a little bit, has a snack. And then when she goes to the restroom, it's like 11 o'clock she can hear like these deep chimes of like a f- big clock, right? Mm-hmm. She figures it's upstairs. She hears like gong, gong, gong. And she was, oh, that's a nice clock. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. Next night, same thing. All right. Next night, she, you know, puts me to bed, seven o'clock, you know, watching TV, gets a snack, you know, whatever it is. Goes to his restroom around 11 o'clock or so. Same thing. She hears these deep chimes of like a big clock. All right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thought that was pretty interesting. You know, just a, it's a clock. You know, clocks are everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy place. So the third day, 
we're in the backyard playing because I'm a baby and babies play and poop and whatever else. So we're in the backyard. Oh, here, here comes my mom's friend and her kids. And my mom says, hi, I'm, I'm Kimberly. And this is my son, David. And, you know, how are you? We just moved in and they're chatting a little bit. And my mom says, oh, I love your clock. And, and my mom's friend goes, well, what clock? And my mom goes, oh, well, you know, you're, we always hear your, your clock chime. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds so, so, so good. She said, I don't have a clock. I don't have one like that at all. <laughs> so my mom, my mom goes, oh, well, is there someone on the third floor? She says, no, no, it's empty. There's no one's up there, you know? Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, well, that's, that's strange. You know, all right. I mean, so that night, same deal. She puts me in the bed around 11, 11 or so. She doesn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, it gets way. Oh, just hold on. Jesus. It's, just, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's such a, you know, but it, okay. Cause like, it's, I still think this is so odd. Then, so now this is now the, the, the fifth night. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we got chimes, 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 nothing. It's fifth night. All right. It's like seven o'clock. Puts me to bed. Chills a little bit. Goes to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. It's like 11 or something, right? She doesn't hear the clock or anything. But when she opens the medicine cabinet door, all of these cogs and springs and stuff fall out of nowhere into the sink. What? No. Like, like pieces like piece of a clock, right? And this no. is the thing. She says that it wasn't like they were in the medicine cabinet. It was like they fell out of thin air. Wow. What? Yeah, like it wasn't like they were in the medicine cabinet. They fell like they just went boop and fell in the sink. Holy and shit. then so she um, picked those all up and put them in a jar and had it for years. She, we, we, lived there, we lived there for like um, five more years after that. We moved out of there. We moved out of there in like 93. Mm-hmm. And my mom bought a house in the Toronto Heights. Um, and she packed that jar up and put it in the box, bring it to the new house, right? right. You know, it's a cool story. And she personally put that in a box and packed it up. When we moved in, that jar was gone. <gasps> what? No. That's crazy. So that's my good story. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is such an interesting ghost story or paranormal just paranormal story. yeah because i haven't heard anything like that but it is like a very believable like wow cool also, what wow. Are, do you, can you say what your mom thinks about the paranormal do you have any insight to that um my mom's all well yeah my, my mom i think that, you know like we're both like nerds like i have a tattoo that's the um logo for star trek it says mom <laughs> you know? that's um, fun that's kind of how we bonded it was over star trek but yeah. my mom, again, like, my mom isn't in any way religious, you know what I mean? And so, like, so I, I do feel like people who are, like, people who are religious, in my, it seems from what I you know, can ascertain, people who are very religious just have more of a belief in the paranormal and, and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. so I think it's interesting when you hear stories like this from people who aren't um, re- religious or anything, you know what I mean? Uh, or... Right. Um, so, and I would say that we're both definitely like skeptics, but we're both open to different ideas. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just, um, 
just such a weird story. It's just some yeah. of those things that like, you know, I, I usually pull it out every, you know, on Halloween area, Halloween season, just to be like, you want to hear some shit? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's helpful to know too, like your mom's not like a demonologist or anything. She's just a yeah, person. She didn't who just had that. a weird experience. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, so like so those th- those are my stories. And you know, that's it. I just so it's just one of those things where like I'm not even saying that like they're you know, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. That's just that's just you know, obviously the last story is something that was told to me, but his other first two stories that is that's what I experienced is what I saw. All I can do is tell you what I saw with my eyes, you know. We have questions to ask per usual. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dive in, Meg, or do you want me to dive in? Yeah, I'll start. Why don't we do it like in order? So I'll start with my cryptic questions. Mm-hmm. The first kind of like, oh, I do have a bunch. <laughs> so did it see you? Like, did it make eye contact with you, or was it just minding its own? Like, it was it just like in its own zone, like not looking at you or anything? Yeah, I think it was trying to just, you know, just cross the road. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it didn't like turn to me. Right? I would have loved to gotten like more of like a straight up Stop. face. Look, yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. But no, it was kind of just you know trying to get get across the you know it was a you know still a busy highway. I mean, it wasn't busy, but it was still like you know right. I was going fast. Yeah. So it was kind of just more like head down foop, across the road. Mm-hmm. It wasn't moving like it wasn't even moving like particularly fast. That's that was going to be like, yeah my next question. Like, was it fast or did it seem like supernaturally? No. Again, it was very much like kind of a gallop okay yeah. wow yeah so it uh-huh. wasn't like you know it wasn't like you think of it like a cheetah like you know like yeah like yeah that. it was kind of like um how you think if you've ever seen like a video of like a wildebeest running it's kind of like <laughs> yeah i haven't but i'll definitely yeah. look into it <laughs> yeah, after this <laughs> like way more of like um is it like a great game run because i i've seen great and they kind of lop like they like I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing that it was so much kind of like a, um, it seems so much like a big dog. Right. It also didn't. Right. Yeah. Like a big dog at all. But you've seen wolves and coyotes, right? I assume pretty at the zoo. So like, did it have any qualities like that or was it more like? No, I mean, because coyotes, um, which we actually have them. There's actually a ravine by our house that has coyotes. It's just kind of spooky. Yeah, I was gonna say because um, like Pennsylvania has wolves and coyotes, but I feel yeah. like I feel like if you're equating this more to a dog, then it has more dog-like characteristics than wolf. Because I feel like you can kind of tell what a wolf is. You know what I mean? Well, there, as far as I know, there has there have not been uh, wolves um, anywhere near this this area for a long time. Yeah, we're up to our elbows and coyotes. You yeah, know right. We're, yeah. So the only thing is that it was like really big. Right. It was like it was like a very like like you know like she was a thick girl. You know what I mean? Right. She was like had I mean? some like substance. You know, yeah. Um, like uh, I'm trying to like um. Did it like give you chills when you saw like maybe I'm almost thinking that maybe it was like an intuitive thing that you knew it wasn't just like like maybe there is something that you sensed that is kind of like setting that off for you. The thing is just that like it was 
which I, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have ever had an experience with a, with any kind of cryptid or something, but it's just like Ugh, you I see wish. something, and, <laughs> yeah. and like it's like you know when you see anything, your brain kind of goes through its little rolodex of like, oh, right, I know what that is, and then when your brain can't do that, your brain is like, what the fuck? Like, why right. don't I know what this is? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like you can't identify this thing that like you're like I know what everything is. I've seen shit. You know what I mean? And like. So yeah, it's just like, that's why like my brain like took a snapshot because I was just like, I don't know what I saw. I saw an animal mm-hmm. and I have been hiking, camping and hunting in Pennsylvania my entire life. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to shout out, like we had an episode um, a few episodes ago, episode 21 with Matt Stanton and he saw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what can only be described as some kind of cryptid werewolfy type thing driving through Kentucky. Which is like right. Far wait, from wait, 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 wait. But not was far the from werewolf driving through Kentucky. <laughs> yes, the werewolf was driving a semi. No, it was he was driving yeah. like for yeah. a comedy show back sure. to Ohio, I think. And as he was like passing through, he saw what he can only describe as a wolf-like cryptid as well. So I think it's interesting because I wouldn't think of like that part of the Rust Belt as being like uh like werewolf central but maybe we're onto something oh well, also keep, keep in mind that pennsylvania is actually a big hotspot for bigfoot as well yeah that is yeah. true yeah it is yeah. we also have an episode on that yeah we do <laughs> jack fitzsimmons yeah but we yeah. should definitely we should chat about that but i have more questions okay so when you if we can move to the next one um mm-hmm. I feel like in the house now, like number one, if I was your, uh, if I was any person and someone came to my house and they're like, yo, I just saw somebody coming down the stairs before you came down the stairs. I would be grabbing a baseball bat and be like, we can't leave yeah. until we search this entire house. Like who's yeah. in my home? Like, Cause that's my uh-huh. bigger fear. Thankfully it wasn't that, but I'm like, somebody sees someone in my house and there's nobody supposed to be here. We're going to do a SWAT like sweep through my home. <laughs> sure. Oh, we we did. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. even that's oh, so like. We... Go ahead. Oh no! So we went like in the basement and stuff, and just I was like, kind of look, honey, and she was like, okay. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, so we we looked, and it was just you know, no, no one was there, just just spooky stuff. So interesting. I always ask this with these types of stories, and you might have mentioned this a little bit, but I didn't catch it. Um, one is this a, an older house? It has is it like super old? And do you know any of like the history of the house or like who had it before or who lived in it before you? I think the house it was built in the 19th century, but it wow. was it was okay. built like kind of like 1890s, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe even early 1900s. So old, so it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> over 100 years old. Um, yeah. And um, it needs a little TLC, but um, <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely an older an older home. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I think that you know when houses are older, you know, that's where you get possibility of some you know more spooky stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you feel but like I, I don't know who lived in? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I don't know who lived in here before me. Or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, that if you had to assign it? one side or the other do you felt like it was intelligent or just residual the experiences that you Um, had with like your name being called like what you thought was your name and things like that i would say i mean i would say like so what you're saying so like 
So like intelligent being like kind of like an entity that's aware of what's going on or residual being like kind of more like energy that's lingering around, right? More you know like, I, mean? I guess, I guess more like, do you think that like your action like caused the reaction? Not that the entity was like stalking or anything, but like, do you think that your presence like kind of like called forth this like experience or do you think that like you were just peeking in on something that happened to be going on? Do you know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's actually an awesome question. Um, I mean, it seemed to me like if there is like you know like a ghost in our house mm-hmm. that maybe um, and kind of like what I said like way earlier about the kind of like time folding in on itself. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe what I saw wasn't like the ghost of a woman. It was maybe like you know in some the woman who lived here 60 years ago. Yeah. Right. She thought she heard someone knock, knock on her door and yeah. went and checked. And no yeah. one was there. Because it was my fat ass in 2018 <laughs> knocking on the door. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So now that we've established that, which I think is super interesting, because I I'm kind of with you on the like, like maybe it's just time all touches itself and like we just see little glimpses. <laughs> I'm about to raise a possibility and I don't mm-hmm. want, like if it might upset your wife, like I don't, maybe, maybe you don't share this with her. Um, <laughs> if it upsets you, I'm sorry. I'm just apologizing in advance. Um, is your wife like known to have like experience of doppelgangers or doubles? Like, because one oh. thing that I've read really commonly is that like, it's not so much like it's a, it's like a harbinger or anything like that. But like some people, like just mentally they can either like be in two places at once or like they kind of like create a mental projection whether it's like just kind of like mentally they're like okay like dave's gonna be here in a few minutes i'm gonna go like he'll be here like so she's kind of like subconsciously two steps ahead of whatever she's physically doing and so some people are sensitive to pick up on that one really memorable story i heard on i like i read it on reddit with somebody who their coworker like ran past them and was rude and like ran into the bathroom and like they had a weird like cold exchange and they were like that was weird and then a minute later like their coworker comes running down the hall to the bathroom and like the the hypothesis is that this coworker had to go to the bathroom so badly but was tied up and was like thinking about like i got to go <laughs> like that kind of thing and like basically like a, a projection or like a psychic, like whatever of herself was like able to be seen by this other person. Like, do you know mm, what I mean? Like, oh, so that's really it. So that's like a, I don't know much about that hypothesis, but when I, and most of it, I'm going to admit I've read on Reddit because it's a wormhole you can go down. Oh, but yeah. But I think well, yeah. maybe that's like a possibility too. So I'd be curious to know if other people have ever had an experience of like, oh, yeah, I saw your, I saw your partner, I saw your wife, like, I could have sworn I just saw her coming through the grocery store or I could have sworn she was already like clocked in for the day or like, you know, whatever. And then she like comes through a couple of minutes later without even realizing it. Cause there's a lot of stories too, with couples where it's like the most mundane things. Like, can you go put this in the car? They have a whole conversation. And then five minutes later, the suitcase is still sitting in the front hallway. The, the person's coming out of the bathroom. They hear the toilet flush or whatever. And they're like, wait, I just had this conversation. How were you upstairs? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh that's really interesting that's really cool yeah that's really cool yeah it's just an interesting like thought right because like we talk about okay like if especially like i may also be curious to know if she like if poltergeist stuff happened around her but like or her family members but like 
you know, that's a thing. Like if we believe that people's just like their energy that they maybe don't harness or whatever, or they're not aware of could do stuff. Maybe that's like a thing. Like, well, I'll tell you what, um, I very rarely have nightmares and I had a dream about a month or two ago. It scared the shit out of me, man. And, um, it really did. And I remember I had this dream where is nightmares are way worse when they take place like in your house and it feels very real. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So I had this dream where I was. So when you're in our, at nighttime, if you're in our kitchen with the lights on and the lights are off in the living room downstairs, mm-hmm. you can't really see into the living room. Okay. Okay. There was like, like a black void. All right. Mm-hmm. So in my dream, I was in the kitchen getting a snack or something. That's what I do. And so I'm getting a snack. And then I got like a spooky feeling. Mm-hmm. And I heard a voice distinctly whisper the name Ian. Like I heard mm-hmm. like a voice go like, Ian. Like mm-hmm. that. And Ooh, like, then my dream got a little lucid because I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to see some shit, aren't I? Like, <laughs> I was like, I know this is a dream now. Yeah. Now I'm about to get my get the poop scare out of me. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Come on. And so I go into the walk towards the living room and I see like two like transparent apparitions floating. And then I went like ah and woke up. Whoa, who's Ian? Whoa. Is there an yeah. Ian? That's such a cool story. I, honestly, I don't even know an Ian. Oh, hey, dude. Whoa. Oh, that's Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> he says um, hi no that was actually ian there i saw nobody <laughs> that's ian you called him he's here now <laughs> no i that's wild because it's also interesting like you're much braver than i because as soon as i realize i'm in a lucid dream i'm just like well forget this and i'm just gonna like will myself <laughs> into like it. something else yeah or i'm just kind of like talking myself out of an anxiety attack the whole rest of the dream right <laughs> there's no way whereas you walked into the darkness like that's a bold Strong. Well, I, just kind of wanted, I just like wanted to get it over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, you know what? All right, let's 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 tear off this spooky band-aid and let's get it over with, man. So come on, fuck me up. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> so, anything like, about the apparitions? Were they like uh potentially like more feminine or masculine or age or time period or anything? Um, honestly, not really. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, um I think I was just like I was kind of like, all right, dream, show me this case shit. Like, oh my God, please, I'm done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that was, you know, yeah, I, I, it was like the dream equivalent of like tearing off the band aid. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Um, Let's just get this over with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We have to talk about this clock story. Go yeah. for it. Yes. My first question is Did your mom ever like have someone that might know anything about clocks look at the the pieces or did she show them to a lot of people like oh yeah she showed them to like you know our family and stuff and her friends and just told them the story and like usually people were like all right kimberly like you know good job <laughs> there's uh, no way yeah. <laughs> um, okay uh-huh things so, are like you know like my mom's funny but not like that like she yeah. wouldn't you know right be, right like, be like you know i want to freaking with this clock like it's not like that so um <laughs> you know uh you know everyone knows you know kim stewart the clock tricker like no <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah so she kept it and would tell people the story and stuff and like 
you know, and that's in the, the main thing is that they all the pieces were like were like rusty. Mm-hmm. You know, they were from like an old clock. Mm. Wow. No, this is I don't know if you've ever had this level of conversation, but like, OK, so they fell out of the medicine cabinet, maybe through like no, they, didn't. they didn't. Remember, they, they fell out of thin air. <laughs> okay, I thought that, okay, that helps. They, like, I, I got the impression that she was like opening a medicine cabinet or something and they like fell out of midair. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, yeah. She she opened a medicine cabinet, but they weren't like in there. Yeah, no, I was so my question was like, okay. had she opened the medicine cabinet that she recalls previously, like once moving in, like did she put her stuff away? There was already stuff in the medicine cabinet, so she had already like do you know what I mean? Like does oh, she, yeah, have sorry, you ever had yeah. that level of conversation about that? Um, oh for oh for sure. I've asked because actually about this podcast, I asked my mom questions about this thing. Yeah. So um, I did my research. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, you know, we had only lived there like five days. Mm-hmm. So all that was, there was, was like toothpaste, toothbrush. But she had opened that cabinet before, it sounds like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That's the part that's like even more upsetting where it's like, okay, I've already so put my crazy. stuff in here. <laughs> like because you can't you can't rule anything out then aside from maybe if that stuff was sitting on the top of the cabinet but that seems even unlikely too and actually i remember that cabinet actually i remember that house and because we lived and lived there until i was seven seven mm-hmm. eight, i was eight and it wasn't big it was like a thin cabinet with like a light on it and not really anywhere to put anything above it or yeah, anything yeah you know I mean? right. like, yeah mean, like one yeah. of those old built-ins um, like type things it sounds like mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go in there now and write a number on a test ball and throw it in there like poltergeist who would have it. How's that covered in lube? Um, uh, but yeah, it is just like, because I asked her about it. I, I always actually had thought that it was more that they fell out of it. And she was like, no, honey, like, they didn't fall out of the medicine cabinet. It like blinked out of nowhere and fell in the sink. That's so wild. That is like glitch in the matrix level nonsense. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Because I don't understand, like, you know, it's a freaking clock, like just like the, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, like I could just sit and think about it forever. Just like, <laughs> like it could be symbolic. Like, is it a peace offering from somewhere? Like, what is it? I Meanwhile, someone in another like time period is getting reamed out for being like, what do you mean you lost the pieces to my <laughs> yeah. clock? Like you were supposed to fix this. Yeah. That's it's so like true. some like, it's some like, like, 1925 yinzer is like what are you telling me the clock's gone yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they're like hey, so where's my four o'clock dude <laughs> this belonged to my grandfather i um i love yeah. the fact that like <laughs> that she's like oh like it came up like i love your clock and then i had a thought where it was just like the woman upstairs is just like oh the neighbors are complaining about this goddamn clock we gotta turn it up yeah right let's pretend it's not ours <laughs> that's funny yeah that is so wild i'm obsessed <laughs> with the story and the fact that like the jar like didn't come to the house what whether it was yeah. like paranormally but like legitimately like the parts stayed there or like subconsciously something happened and your mom like had some kind of subconscious moment where she like moved, took it out potentially maybe not but like there's so many different explanations but none of them feel good they all feel unsettling accurate yeah oh yeah totally totally it's such a spooky story and people usually don't believe me and i'm like dude like i have no reason to lie about this right yeah you know like 
you're like, if I was going to lie, I would tell a much more like, like not that the story isn't riveting, but if I was going to lie about a story, I would like, I would, I would be squeezing it for all the milk I could get out of it. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas like this one, yeah. you're just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I love yeah, it. Cause though. it doesn't leave. It doesn't, you know, usually when people make, make up the story, there's like an ending that has like a neat little bow on it or something, but this one is just so weird. Like it's the perfect amount of bizarre where you're like, well, why didn't they explain the clock if this was made up? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, why, why would we even make this, this story? Like it's not one thing is the other thing. It's not a neat little, like a tidy ghost story or anything like that. It's like even weirder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's so specific. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey George, isn't isn't this year great? Isn't twenty twenty fantastic? Dan, are you kidding me? I mean, this year sucks. I've been inside the entire time. But how often do you get two new sports team names? We got Kraken and football team. I do like football team. If only there was a show where you could rank these new names. I know just the show. There's a show, I host it with my friend Dave Primiano. It's called The Rank Bank. Dan, that's awfully relevant to this completely natural conversation. (laughs) Of course it is. It's almost like I shoehorned it in here because it's all I want to talk about anymore. When do episodes drop, Dan? You can hear part one and part two of every league on Monday and part two will come out on Tuesday. You don't even have to wait. Wow, two days, two separate episodes of the show. How can you give that much content? It's exhausting. Go listen to the Rank Bank. <laughs> this is so much fun, dude. I'm having such a, <laughs> well, if you such think, a nerdy time. <laughs> if you think this is fun, we're about to have a fun conversation. So when I was looking for the story for this week, I was really excited because Dave, we know each other from when we both were in a roller derby league together where uh, you were a great referee and I broke both my ankles. So <laughs> I thought I was, I was a pretty good referee and yeah, you busted both your fucking ankles, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I horribly, horribly. <laughs> uh, I did. By the way, um, uh, hopefully one day you have an episode about, um, about Nessie because you have a tattoo on your arm of a police store. I do. Skull. I do. Yeah. If anybody has a story about a lake monster or like a sea cryptid, especially if it's a Loch Ness monster, please get at us because I am so excited to talk about it. And I, that's a great yeah. memory <laughs> that you have. I feel very flattered that you remembered that. Oh, sure. Thing. So today, what I want to talk about is haunted skating rinks. I'm so excited. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought, do it, do it. Fuck me up, do it. Yeah. I found a couple articles, but so I the, I really want to cite <laughs> this um, website called ghostandghouls.com. And they basically, it's a blog where they pull together different like stories and lists, but they had some good ones and some of them hit close to home. So I'm going to tell you about a couple and then we're going to watch a video. So one of them is close to me. I'm like on the edge of Delaware, Pennsylvania. And One is the Milford Skating Rink. When I moved over to Delaware after living in Pittsburgh, uh, the Milford Rink was where the Southern Delaware Roller Derby League was like doing all their practices, Um, but it's since closed. But while it was open, open, the Milford Skating Rink has employed um, and been in business since the 80s. Um, However, it seems like some of their employees uh, have stayed beyond their clock out time. According to the rink's last owner, there are times that skates have tumbled off of the racks, but then landed 
several feet away on the counter right side up, like they're being, you know, brought off the racks and then put on the counter for somebody to use. The owners believe that it's a spirit of a former employee. Um, they've also noted there are cold spots in the DJ booth and what? the music Ooh. will still play at full volume, even when the gear is completely turned off. Uh, <gasps> yeah. A popular DJ uh, in the area manned the roller rink booth and was like beloved before he died unexpectedly. So they suspect that it's his ghost haunting the DJ equipment. Yeah, but yeah, but the twist is though, it only plays dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Dave, Perfect. are you gonna be a haunted DJ? Like in, in your afterlife, do you think you're gonna do some weddings and proms? Oh, oh yeah. I think that obviously <laughs> when, when it's time for I think when, when it's time for me to go, that 100 percent I'm gonna just like dj at like um maybe i'll just like you know set up my ghost dj gear at like the rock <laughs> nice. something. i don't know just, just play like, shout nice. at least one more time like like i'm like about, i'm like about to die and i'm like now wait a minute yeah. <laughs> i love it you've been okay. so good to me <laughs> Another sorry, haunted sorry. skating rink is the Skating Place in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, so some of the things that happen there are lights, they turn on and off in the middle of the night. Arcade games will also turn on and off. To me, I'm like, is that a paranormal problem or an electrical problem? Just asking the question. Sure. They <laughs> yeah. hear heavy footsteps on the roof, even though there's an air vent where it is. Um, there's a there's an urban legend for that area that a boy died near the marsh by the skating place before the rink was constructed there hasn't been any proof to verify this but that's like something that's been told in that area for a long time i have a couple that are really interesting one of them is in roller world in maine and in roller world they also hear stomping sounds on the roof uh they also have employees that seem to not leave um there's quarters and dimes that appear in the same spot over and over on different days and there's always sounds of slamming doors in the parking lot. Um, according to one psychic who visited the rink, there is an area on the floor that is a pocket of negative energy that causes <laughs> skaters to fall. <laughs> I love that. Yep. It would be me as a guest, like just tripping people in one spot. Like, Well, well listen, <laughs> now, I know, now I know what happened to you, babe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I wasn't just like a shitty skater. I was haunted. Honestly, yeah, like let's be real. Yeah. There's like, so there's like some go some go some ghost was like was like Hadouken and just like took your shit out. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, two more stories, and these are pretty incredible. So, uh, one of the roller derby teams in Pinellas County, Florida, um, known as the Deadly Rival Roller Derby League. Um, they believe that their home rink is haunted. There's a bathroom light that every time you turn it off, it'll turn on. There's unexplained voices in empty rooms. There's weird cold spots in the building. And then one league member saw a shadowy figure crawl across the floor as she was closing up for the evening. No. Oh, that's a no for me, dog. Mm -mm. Another league <laughs> member saw movement through a door after it was complete, like after the rink was locked up and they were leaving, they saw movement inside. That's creepy. I'm going to show you this picture, which we'll put on our show notes. And then I'm going to show you a video of another haunted place. All right. Okay. So here we see 
three league members. <laughs> look at all the injuries. With broken right? legs. But look <laughs> in the upper right-hand corner of this picture where that circle is. What is that? It is. Remember I said that they saw something crawl across the floor? <gasps> no. I don't know if you can see, like, I don't know if I can zoom in. Enhance. Enhance. No, because it's, I'm already, like, sharing the screen. <laughs> you tried. I can drop it in the chat, but this is, like, the the shadow, whether it was being cast from above or what. It, it's just a thing that just appeared in this picture. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fucking tumbleweed. That's all that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, on a perfectly clean, safe floor. I mean, no wonder they broke their legs. There's tumbleweeds yeah, all over all. this goddamn this place. Is, yeah. <laughs> just, just someone, someone's a uh, track fella. That's all. That's all it is. This is close to the year that I broke my ankle, so maybe I was haunted by the same thing. <laughs> One last thing I want to show is this video from an ice skating rink. Oh no! Okay. See that light swinging? Mm -hmm. I do. Now, I came in like a wrecking ball. A swing light could literally be like something that they were playing tricks on or whatever, but it's moving really quickly. So it makes me feel like it's not something you could just do with a fishing line or anything. Right. Like, that. like yeah, it's a heavy I light. Like, I, I feel like since the other ones are moving at all, and it seems like so isolated that it, it's not, I mean, that seems too, too weird to be like, I don't know if there was maybe like uh like a vent blowing air or something you know what I mean right yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's so, so creepy so those are my stories we're gonna post the picture and a link to the the blog where I got all this stuff from but to that weird sure. shadow figure and I want you all to tell me is it a shadow person or is it a tumbleweed <laughs> please comment so, oh no 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 not tumbleweed that's a tumbleweave oh, oh tumbleweave tumbleweave, <laughs> tumbleweave. yeah that also is very possible. That very would be possible. a big ass weave, but it's still very possible. <laughs> um, but yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I wanted to share that because I just thought, like, you know, why not share some old stories of roller derby days gone by? That's yeah, awesome. That was really awesome. Yeah. You still skate ever? Do you still ever put your skates on and just like go out? Oh man, it's been a couple of years. I think me and Same. um me and a couple of scares, we went up to Neville Roller Drum uh, a couple years back, but honestly, just like, um, I didn't have insurance for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I've been like way too scared to skate again. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I can't get hurt, you know? Yeah, makes sense. Nice. Well, we have a game to play. I know we have some time. So this is a new game that we're trying. And of course it's, it involves technology. So I'm nervous, but um, I'm going to play three EVPs. So EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon. Um, so ghost recordings, they're my shit. They were one yeah. of the first things I heard about with ghosts. And I was like, that is the dopest thing ever. So what we're going to do for this game is I'm not playing. It's just the two of you are versing each other, Dave v. Alyssa. Okay. We're going to play the EVP. And then you both guess what you think it's saying. And if either of you guess what the investigator thinks they're saying you get a point <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> it's just comparing <laughs> yeah okay let's see all right let's start with this first one i feel like dave has a leg up though because he has to listen to pittsburghese often so he's used to like, figuring <laughs> out dude all that thing says is uh the years ago for manny's bro <laughs> okay let's play my evp game uh this first evp was captured by joe hester while conducting an investigation in oak island north carolina 
So here it is. Is this saying fucking get out? <laughs> okay, that's your guess. I Alyssa. also thought get out was the end of it, but I, I didn't hear the whole thing. So I'll say right. get out. Sorry about that motorcycle. Is that uh, the EV? No, it's kidding. <laughs> no. So they think he's saying what could do that? Because they had just been explaining they're trying to record them on the, the recording device. Um, and, they, and then they hear this. Ready? I'll play it now that that's what they think. They think it's what could do that. Do you hear it now? Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I do hear that. But I feel like it's one of those things where, like, now that you're telling me what to listen for, I'm just hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to hear it. That's the thing that's that weird is there's context, but trust me, these get better. Um, so that was zero and zero. Maybe you guys will both win by both losing. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's quickly get to the next one. This one is from Alejandro from Dead Explorer. He is awesome with EVPs. Definitely check out that Dead Explorer uh, YouTube if that's what you're into, because they have a ton. Um, so let's play this right now for you. So there's a deep man voice, and then in the back is the, the EVP. So what do you think that is? <laughs> Can you hear it, Dave? Because this is Yanni and Laurel oh, all over again. For me. It, it sounds like Cardi B. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't tell. But I, I have no guess. Any guess, Alyssa? That's okay. I no. thought you were saying yeah. This is okay. So this was recorded, and they thought it was a little kid saying "mama." What? Do you hear it? Man, man. That's what it sounds like. Okay. So this is our first time doing this game, Dave. And I'm quickly realizing I just like listening to EVPs because this is impossible <laughs> for both of you. <laughs> I have set you both up for failure. Welcome. I'm so sorry, but I'm not. So the final one, if either of you guesses it, you're the winner. This is fun. All right. <laughs> this is a YouTube, a, a video, obviously from YouTube, from the channel Dark Matter. Um, and they have a whole video just on celebrity EVPs, which was so freaking cool. So go check it out. That's where I'm getting this sound from. Wait, celebrities who've recorded EVPs or EVPs of what they think is dead celebrities? EVPs of dead celebrities. And literally when you hear them, it still sounds like their voice. So since we're comedians, I'm going to do the one that they got from Robin Williams. Do you hear that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, it says, um, uh, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Wow, it does sound like Good Morning Vietnam. What do you think it is? <laughs> really? I thought he was impersonating himself being Mrs. Doubtfire going, hello. <laughs> I honestly don't know because I just thought it was hello is what I thought. Honestly, I feel like I should give it to Dave because that is a really fair interpretation. But they're saying that he said, I must have got it wrong, which blows my mind. Wait, play it again. Oh, that, that's dark as fuck. Yeah, let me play it for you. <laughs> Yeah, and now my brain bit. hears it. It's so depressing. Like when you hear all of it all together, like it sounds, it sounds like that sounds like his voice to me. Like, do you hear that? Like, I don't know. And, you know, actually, but before I go, does that actually remind me of that? Is that it bummed me out so hard? I actually heard it from Bill Burr, but you know, who David Cassidy was from the Partridge family. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His last words bummed me out. Still, it bummed me out. What David, were they? Cassidy's David Cassidy's last words were, 
so much wasted time. No, that's oh, like, yeah. uh, what's the guy's name that was frick, always with uh, the the lead guy in like Tommy Boy? What's his name? Chris oh, Farley. Chris Farley. It wasn't Chris Farley's last words. Don't go to someone. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was please don't leave me yeah no. okay well let's cut um let's keep it but it's real sad <laughs> thank you for being a good sport for this game might need some tweaking i'll say that i'll admit my faults <laughs> i thought good, it was no, perfect i think it was a good first try for sure i think it's hard to hear an evp out of contact yeah but i'll plan for it better. i love a good evp we'll definitely try this again but thanks okay. for being our uh Test our inaugural <laughs> Oh, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> guys! It, it was it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime. Okay, yeah. this cool. is great, Dave. This episode was great. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Oh, guys, thank you. This is such a f- this is a blast. <laughs> this is great. So thank you for having me. This is wonderful. Honestly, like because of uh, COVID and stuff, you know, I haven't done stand up in like uh, over a whole six goddamn months. year. We, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> did a real. We did a real Pittsburgh stories outdoors like in September, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that was, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah. We did so. some outdoor shows just separately. Meg and I like had done some like social distance outdoor shows. So it's been a yeah. while, but tell us, um, not tell us where people can find you and follow you. But also, I know you have some Pittsburgh recommendations. So I'd love to hear any plugs oh, you sure have. Thing. Sort of thing. So um, I'm on like all the social medias. I mean, but I only really post anything really comedy based on Instagram and uh, TikTok. Nice. So, um, so I'm on Instagram at Dave underscore Stewart underscore 412. And I am on uh, TikTok as biggest underscore Dave because I'm <laughs> the biggest. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Real yeah. Chills' so TikTok again, is gonna follow you. Yeah. We're gonna, now we're gonna now we're TikTok friends. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, and then um, uh, obviously, you know, hopefully when we're able to, you know, come see uh, Real Pittsburgh Stories at the Arcade Comedy Theater. Yeah. Um, you know, we that show has been a lot of fun. I really love doing it. We've had a um, lot of cool people on the show. The best is we had um, Sally Wigan. Ooh. Uh, did it one time. <laughs> Sally Wigan is like a legendary Pittsburgh um, uh, newscaster and she's a really awesome lady. So um, she did my little dog and pony show and it was such a great time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, really, I just wanted to shout out just some cool people that are comics here in Pittsburgh. So, you know, obviously, you know, Derek Minto, Amanda Averell, uh, Shannon Norman, Daniel Ferrer, uh, Paige Pelesnik, um, Joey Purse, Marcus Cox, um, you know, those are kind of just people can think of right now, but you know, um, we're all out here trying to just like stay, stay comedians pretty much. Yeah. You know I mean? Have a good ass time. People. Definitely. Yeah. Meg actually, Meg and I both did the Pittsburgh comedy festival. Yeah, Meg did stand up and I, I was so on fun. I love Yeah. It. And my improv team, um, at the time, like did the festival, it was super fun and there's lots of good comedy happening in Pittsburgh. So We'll um, try to find everyone's like handles and stuff and put them in the show notes so people can follow along and check out some good Pittsburgh comedy. Yeah, check out Pittsburgh comedy scene. I had a blast. You guys are great. So yeah, 100%. Honestly, like, I mean, one of my goals for after the pandemic is just to try to do like an out-of-town date a month. So I would love, love, love to come see you guys. Yeah, come to yes. Philly. We'll make it That'll happen. be so fun. It'll be great. 
Heck yeah. And we know some other like regional Baltimore other spots too that yeah, hopefully we can, everyone we'll comes talk. back strong. Yeah, yeah we'll we figure can, it out. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So we can collab. Um, Meg, where can people follow you? Yep, you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all the same handle because I'm the best. It's <laughs> at Meg Gets Money. Gets spelled like my last oh. name. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> Gets spelled like, like my last name, G-O-E-T-Z. So follow me there and follow Real Chills on TikTok. I'm trying so hard and I'm so old. So please. <laughs> <laughs> We're having oh, yeah. fun. <laughs> You can follow me at Alyssa Truss on Instagram. And I post a lot of lizard and houseplant stuff at Variegated Reticulated. So please check that out and listen to the episodes of Real Chills. We have lots of really great stories. uh, And we just are so thankful you were here at this. Yeah, thanks so much. Guys, this has been wonderful and anytime. Yes. Honestly, anytime. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.